We hear it over and over again. Self-care is a must. Take care of yourself so you can take care of your loved ones. Put yourself first. But it is probably the hardest thing for us to do. Why is it so tough for us to slow down and pamper ourselves as new moms? Today, we discuss ways to self-care and the importance of it. We also talk to entrepreneur, founder of Chill House, self-care guru, and brand new mommy, Cindy Ramirez Fulton. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Hello. Hi, Kate. Hi. All right. This topic already makes me nervous. Why do you have that face? Because this is not my forte. I do not thrive in this area. You know this. I mean, I'm literally sitting here. My hair is air dried, which it's somewhat presentable. Great hair. Great but I literally have like three nails with gel nail polish on it. Three that don't. I, I'm like self-care in the, let's say, traditional sense. It's not an area where I thrive. And actually like... Is this before motherhood also? Yes. But you're so hard on yourself. I feel like every time we bring self-care, you're like, oh. I know. Because this is an area where I'm just like, I literally feel like a pit in my stomach. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, I'm going to talk with you and with Cindy. And I see both of you like people who just look well put together. This is going to sound extremely crazy, right? But like, at least I pride myself in like, I'm always clean, right? Like I only, <laughs> like I love taking showers, if possible, two, ty- two times a day. Like, love showers. I'm always clean. But like, more than that, like hair being like taken care of, nails being taken, beautiful, whatever. No, it's just, but I don't leave the house without concealer and mascara. That's you as know, far as You know, one goes. of my first follow-up appointment with my OBGYN after I gave birth to Ford, he asked me, you know, how are you doing? Are you okay? I think obviously, you know, they're trying to see if you're going through some type of postpartum depression. But, you know, we had a long conversation about the importance of taking care of myself. And I remember close to him, my doctor, which I love. I love him, Dr. Visoso. Hello. But he was very sensitive to the fact that I didn't, you know, let myself go. And he was very, you know, we're close friends too. So I think he was just concerned that I wasn't letting myself go because he knew that was something that was important to me, you know, to maintain my routine. You know, the one I had before motherhood, obviously it changes once you have a child. You know, you don't have the time. You also have this guilt that we talked about, about, you know, is this really that important? And I think I made a decision very early on that I think it's it's for the benefit of my child. And I know everyone's probably rolling their eyes. <laughs> yes, we've heard it. Yes, it's for the benefit of your family. But it's just, it's hard. I admit it's hard to find time to schedule things because you feel like everything else is more important. But the irony of the whole thing is that I think everything else you probably do better if you are well it's true. taken care of. It's true. It's true. And You're- no one else is going to, I mean, other people help you, but I think it's on yourself too. And I always say these are my non-negotiable. I am not going to give up. I tell myself that this is my work. I have my workout, whether it is that I'm going to walk around with a baby, speed walking for 45 minutes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are my three days. I need to do some physical activity because it makes me mentally feel good. No, I mean, listen, I have a, a personal trainer. I think I started with her maybe six months ago. 
you know, I do my best to do this twice a week. And to be honest, I think when I had a little breakdown the other week, right? With the trainer. Yes, I literally started crying. So I have not been on top of my workout game. I also have not been on top of my eating healthy game. And I can feel it in my workouts, you know? And so I was halfway through my workout and I was not doing very well. Meaning like I was like so out of breath. I was like, (gasps) whatever. And like simple kind of movements that I felt like I had gotten really good at over the last six months. I was no longer able to kind of keep up. Which is, you know, it's normal, right? I know, that's what she said. But it was a combination of feeling stressed with a lot of things that I have going on because obviously there's always a lot going on. So stress plus in that moment, feeling like working out as well as I could. And she was pushing me as usual as she does. And I just started crying. And she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just so mad at myself. I'm mad at myself because I had started to lose weight. I don't think I've ever specifically shared this But with my pregnancy, I put on about 25 pounds after the baby was born. (laughs) After all of it, I weighed myself and I was like, oh, okay, all right. And then for better or worse, it is what it is. My postpartum life, let's say this whole season of postpartum came with a lot of anxiety and depression, which as a result made me gain an additional 10 pounds. So today, as of today, I've only lost like 10 pounds. As I'm talking, I hear myself and I'm like, how stupid are you? Like getting so caught up in like pounds and this and that, whatever. But like, it is what it is. I'm not what I used to be. I have an entire section of my closet that doesn't fit me. It's frustrating, right? And I feel what I have explained to a few people. It looks like this giant mountain in front of me getting back to what I used to be. And then I also, I'm completely spiraling here, but I'm just being honest with what (laughs) I feel. But like, we're in a moment now where my husband and I are thinking about like, are we going to have a second baby? And as I think about, it's so quite honestly, like sad and almost embarrassing that I think about having a second child and the first thing that I think about is like, you can't possibly get pregnant again because how much weight are you gonna gain at the end of this? And then like, I'm never gonna see my old self again. I immediately, you know, go into this whole thing of like- Yeah, yeah, but you can't, right? I know, and and it sucks that like, the truth is that that completely puts a shadow over the thought of having a second child, which shouldn't even really be about that. But anyway, yeah, self-care is a tough topic for me. And again, self-care could be defined very differently for Mm -hmm. each woman, right? So we want to highlight the fact that self-care, I think for motherish moments, just means finding something that makes you feel better about yourself. Whether it's meditating, and let me tell you, meditation is an art. Mm-hmm. I started doing it, I don't do it every day, mm-hmm. but when I do need some time to just disconnect, I have an app and it helps me and it kind of like, I need yeah. guided meditation, yeah. so it helps me a lot. But maybe it's meditation, maybe it's like, we want to cook something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get some tips from Cindy because she's really good at this and she's a brand new mom as well and just curious to see how she's balancing everything but it's different things for different people yeah so for me i just i was also so afraid and we talked about this before i was so paranoid about either going through a postpartum depression and or falling into something like that and i was going to be alone with a baby that i was very proactive before i'm like okay what can i do that's going to help me feel better and not feel overwhelmed asking for help was one of them i always talk about that and the other thing i wanted to keep a lot of my routine from before mm-hmm. and i knew it was going to be hard but i was very strict with my schedule and there's certain things that as soon as i physically was 
able to do, I right away incorporated them back into them so I wouldn't lose the essence of who I was. And it's been very helpful. It's made me enjoy motherhood a lot more. Yeah. And it's not about the physical part, it's about the mental healthy part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been very generous with my mental health and just very conscious of like what contributes to it, what makes me happier, what doesn't stress me out. And for me, structure, you know, and simple things like walking around, running around, working out or like find some time to read. I like to read at night or after I put the baby to sleep and I just make an effort to do that, you know, to find the time to do that. I'm saying this is not time that I have free. It's not. This is time that I have committed to myself. I think you're doing a good job and I will say that it's clear not just for you (laughs) as a mom that struggles with some of this. Like you've been a really good positive impact in my life. Just spending time with you has been really helpful in that sense. It's a constant visual reminder. That's been something that has been helpful. And another thing, and I don't know if this is good or bad, it's what has worked or has started to work for me, which is I think about self-care and I think, okay, you're a mother and you have a daughter. That daughter is going to grow up looking at you. So the work that I feel like I need to do in the topic of self-care is also like learning how to speak kindly about myself in front of her out loud. The fact that she has seen me working out, it's so cute because I ask her, Victoria, enséñale a mami cómo haces ejercicios. Like show mami how you work out. And she starts squatting. She does squats. And if she sees like a tiny little weight, like a dumbbell or whatever of like two pounds, guys, or one pound, (laughs) she picks it up and she's like, uno, dos. And that to me is like, okay, this is really important. And you see like it's already causing a positive impression in her life, which I feel like so many of these things are set by uh, unintentionally, but like by what you hear, what you see, you know, the figures around your life. And so I want to make sure that I am at a place where I... Yeah, you know, like you have to Mm -hmm. be more kind I know I know I know I know I know but anyway so that is why today we're going to talk to Cindy who is someone that I admire and I have seen her just be you and know, her baby's adorable oh my god he's so, so cute. cute he's super cute and she's like killing it so it's going to be very exciting to chat with her So do we share a mother's moment? Let's go into our mother's moment. Okay, my mother's moment of the week is that I am incredibly proud of my daughter. Victoria, like she said a six word sentence yesterday, which is like, that's like a lot. More than like most adults could actually (laughs) say. She is communicating a lot. And like now it's not just like one thing that she'll say. She'll go into like a whole like, mami, mira las palmeras y mira las nubes y mira un pajarito. And she just wants to like, have an, a continuous conversation with me, which I look at her and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so proud of this little tiny, tiny baby. Yeah, that to me is like my proud mama moment of the week. So my mother's moment of the week has to do with work. So I was working a double shift, a different schedule than my regular schedule. So I've been working from 2.30 p.m. to about midnight. For me, putting forward to bed is my sacred moment. I love it. I rush home. Literally, I try. Maybe I shouldn't be driving this fast, but I fly through traffic just so I can make it home on my regular schedule. And I always get home. I tuck him in. I put him to sleep. I take a lot of pride in that and I just love it. And these days I have not been able to do that, you know, so I definitely empathize with all the moms who for so many reasons are not able to tuck in their kids at night it's been tough <laughs> I know. it's so silly because I know I'm gonna eventually you know hopefully go back to my regular schedule and I'll be able to and it's a good thing that I'm working the schedule but yeah you know it's something hard. as simple as tucking your child in sometimes you take it for granted and then mm-hmm. when you can't do it you realize how special it is so I've been a little down with that so my mother's moment has been missing my baby at work but we'll go back soon and it'll be fine yes so now we're gonna have Cindy share her motherish moment 
Welcome, Cindy. Welcome. So I think it kind of just happened yesterday. He's just getting so much better. He's just so much more alert. I guess my motherish moment was last night. He loves to like obviously wake up still in the middle of the night and like every now and then it's like a sleepy cry, whatever. But last night it was like an annoying one. It was around midnight and he was like up and like playful. He was like, <laughs> you know, he just like wanted to be up. Not ideal because we really want him to sleep through the night already. It's been a challenge, but I'm trying to get him to stop being so dependent on the bottle, of course. So I was like, let me try the pacifier. He usually like hates the pacifier. You know, we tried it early on and then he like eventually it was like, Ugh. And then, so now I was like, maybe if I reintroduce it, he'll be interested in it. What happened was I realized he like, instead of just sucking on it, he'd like just started playing with it. And then he realized that he can actually put it in his mouth. So now he like, I know that sounds so silly. Like it's like, Ooh, okay. No, it's it's good. That's yes. He like good. literally grabbed the pacifier and knew that it was for his mouth, That's which good. I was like, wow. Yeah, no, she, this is good. <laughs> this is really good. Okay. I feel like that's kind of a big deal like that he acknowledges that this is something to suck on like he like did it himself you know like i didn't have to do it for him which is kind of interesting that's that was huge. it <laughs> six months ago she debuted as a mommy but way before that she revolutionized the self-care space in new york by launching a unique boutique-style cafe and a day spa. And today, she's joining us to tell us how important it is for moms to, to make it a habit. You know, to say, you know what? Today is a me day. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you for having me. Such a cute concept, mother-ish. <laughs> you revolutionized, I want to say, the self-care space in New York when you launched Chill House. So self-care was a priority for you before becoming a mother. And it became a business for you as well. How did, has that changed now as Hendrix's mom? I don't think it's changed at all. I know that sounds kind of crazy. I mean, I keep doing what I do. I schedule moments in. I obviously let things go, you know, a lot more. Like I give myself more excuses to not do certain things for myself. Of course, I think that's inevitable. But I just try to make sure I'm always scheduling things in like I used to do. I like to think of Hendrix and obviously he's my child but he's also just like a project that you're working on that's going to take priority over yourself that's like that constant reason for not taking care of yourself is like there's just always like a priority something else that you feel like is more important and so that's him for me right now and I think that's okay and like we always just have to continue reminding ourselves like this is a little human like he is the priority but at the same time there's always going to be something that you want to prioritize. So we can't keep making excuses for like, oh, I'm just busy because of this. Or I'm just busy because of this. Because, you know, that's like a constant thing that we're always battling and juggling. So I kind of want to hang on to that. Just keeping that top of mind. It's like he's a project right now that's requiring <laughs> a lot of my attention. And just like every other project, I have to remember to always schedule myself into the mix, right? I love that you've used the word schedule several times. I think that this, that's this. key to getting a lot of stuff done, especially self-care. Why don't we talk about what is self-care for women that don't well, exactly what that entitles? Yeah. And I mean, schedule things in that actually require, you know, time away from your baby, time away from your home and the things that like soak up a lot of your energy and your attention or like end up kind of distracting you from whatever, like removing yourself from your daily activity, mm -hmm. right? I don't schedule my skincare time. I don't schedule my bath time. Like, you know, like the stuff that you do normally. And so mm -hmm. I like to say that we all have 
inherently our routines as human beings have self-care activities constantly, our bath time, getting ready, all of these things. So it's like really just finding joy in some of those moments or extending mm. some of those moments so that they feel like self-care moments versus just feeling like another task in your day. So like my bath, like I don't mean like I literally, I don't fill up my tub. It's like I like literally just sit in the tub. I like barely even wash my back. That is like something I do three times a day where I, it takes me like, I take like an extra 10 minutes in there. You know what right. I mean? And it's just for me. And I like do like a quick breathing meditation kind of recap of my week sort of thing. And that's like nothing exciting, but to me it feels good. And it feels like I'm doing something for myself at that moment. So I think that it's like just identifying the things that you do every day. And like, how do you extend them? How do you do something a little extra that makes you feel like good and fancy, you know? So like I added gua sha to my body routine and that's been game changing. I'm like, <laughs> wow, I'm doing something for my cellulite right now. I feel amazing. It's just those little moments that we already are constantly, those activities that we're doing every day and just finding like that little element that makes it a little better, you know? And then of course, like massages, nails, all that stuff. You got to schedule it. It's really hard to just be like, I'm going to wing it, you know? I think it's important to also schedule those moments in and not feel guilty and get your mom to come over or hire that babysitter, you know? And it's okay to be like, this is going to be maybe a splurge, but I deserve it because you know what? My hair is looking a little... (laughs) funky my nails are looking a little haggard no and emotionally and psychologically it's it has so many benefits to it mm-hmm. exactly the better we feel the better we're gonna be in our marriage and our relationship with our kids it's all it's common sense but we forget that sometimes because we're so caught up in the now so i think constantly being reminded like you know what like i gained 10 pounds like i need to somehow it's hard to lose all that but i need to somehow acknowledge that i feel better when i'm a couple pounds lighter mm-hmm. you know when I eat healthier, when I work out every now more than usual, you know? So identifying the things that make you feel better from a physical standpoint too. I'm going to kind of dive into some of my personal experience with these things, you know, just to share. So like upon Mm -hmm. kind of connecting with Pamela, immediately she has had this impact on my life where I'm like, dress a little better, look a little more put together because she's on your off day. You look like you're killing it. And I'm just like walking in here like, oh, I barely made it. And Cindy, you know, I've been following you for a long time. (laughs) I went to the original chill house several years ago. And when I saw that you announced that you were pregnant, I was like, okay, Cindy is going to be the one to like, you know, show me the light here. And, you know, (laughs) although my child is older than both of yours, I kind of had a pretty rocky start with all of it. And I still, to this day, Victoria is like more than a year and a half already. I still struggle with all of these things. And I think as I'm processing, listening to both of you, I'm like, you have no idea what's going through my head, like an entire, like huge wave of mom guilt. And like, look, they're doing it. You're not doing it. Um, I think maybe some people who listen to this podcast might identify, but I think I wasn't that good with it to begin with. And so therefore upon becoming a mother, I definitely, yeah, it, it was so much harder. And I definitely got lost in motherhood. I am now at a place where I'm learning to balance and say, this is for me. This is for you. This is my husband time, mom time, you know, dividing all the things the way that I want to. But it took so long to get there. I remember my first in the first six months of Victoria's life, I maybe had one manicure. And that was like me being like, I did it. 
done, you know? It's just very challenging for me to this day, but I am interpreting something you're saying about whatever makes you feel good. And there are other ways of self-care that may not necessarily be the obvious ones that come to mind, or they might be super tiny that I kind of took as baby steps to try to get mm-hmm. to that point. So whether it was like, you know, I have really dry skin, maybe because I'm not very good at self-care, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I got a new moisturizer and like, I'm gonna make it a point every day I get out of the shower and I'm gonna put these things on my skin or I'm gonna drink that gallon of water. Uh, So I think it's also about figuring out for those who may not naturally just be good at this because I consider you both to be very good at this and I look up to you both for that, but figuring out what those things are as baby steps and they will have a domino effect on each other, which will by default then lead you to do more of these things. And I also wish I had a chill house here in Miami because I would definitely go there and just be like, Do you think, Cindy, in your experience, do you think the fact that you were already pretty disciplined about self-care, do you think that has also helped you balance now life as a new mom? Because I think when I welcomed Ford into my life, Mm -hmm. I was very, very strict with my schedule. Even before I had Ford, I feel like I always was, literally, I would be like 9 to 9.30, have this, 9.45 to this, have 15 minutes to drive here. And I'm very, very strict with that. And I was able to translate that or transfer that over to my life as a new mom. And I still didn't take out any thing from my whole schedule in terms of like, okay, I, I need to work out three times a week because it makes me feel good. I need to do this. So I found myself forcing those things right. as non-negotiable things for me. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if that happened to you. Cindy. Like, do you right. think that maybe right. helped right. you deal with the overwhelming journey that it is motherhood? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's important to have that conversation with yourself. Like, what are the things that are non-negotiables for you? Like, before they come into this world, you know? And, like, how do I accomplish that? How do I do that transfer of lifestyle where I don't feel like I'm constant, like, diving fully in? Like you said, Karen, like, that's that's something I haven't fully done yet. Because I knew, for me, that wasn't my path to motherhood. Just because I have a business, I have personal projects. Unfortunately, don't have the luxury to completely check out like there's no full maternity leave there's no Mm -hmm. real maternity leave right so I knew that for me I'd be like like I couldn't dive into my into motherhood like that I couldn't give him a hundred percent and so I'm not mistaken on the day he was born or the day before he was born you launched a new product Oh no, well, the (laughs) his due date was the day that we launched a product. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I told my team, listen, I want to check out, I want to be present, completely present for my child for two weeks. And they were very good about it. They only hit up Adam here and there, you know. So we got a taste of that. It was really, really like nice. But you know, again, I knew I had to kind of ease back into it. So for me, it was really just always about knowing this is where we have to get to in order to have the lifestyle that we feel good about. I don't want to resent Henny in any capacity for holding me back in work or holding me back from a physical standpoint or anything. I just don't want to do that. Like It like breaks my heart when I see that happening to mothers. And so I knew from the get-go I wanted to have a little bit of help these days. And what are the days that I can fully dedicate? Okay, great. We'll make it all happen. Happen. And so we had that conversation pretty early on, maybe not right before he was born, but like we knew going into it, like we were going to try to be 
full-time parents for like a month and a half or so. And then we were going to need help. It's really just being okay with needing help and saying Mm -hmm. like, I need it. I need my mom. And we also need a nanny. And like, what does that cost? Factor that into your, you know, now you're spending your budget. All of that was stuff that we're very honest about. Adam has a bunch of things that he also has to prioritize, like his mental health. Like he has to go to a therapist via Zoom or whatever in person, like twice a week. And I have to fill in for him. And like, we're just like constantly checking in with each other. I have this going on. You have to take over. I I have this. I really want to go get a massage. Can you fill in for me? Like, we've had to be honest with each other about it. We've had to be okay with each other's schedule. And I'm still struggling with that. Like, I still like get upset because he's so much better at going to the gym than me. And like, because he has a million meetings that he doesn't like tell me about. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, I also have a very important job too, you know? So there's all these things that happen when you're trying to like figure out your life. But I think it's important to have those conversations even before they come into this world because the second they get here, you realize just how much more work they are. It's hard to anticipate just what kind of time they're going to consume. What do you think you girls... Yeah. For both of you who are married and have their partners, I, why do you think it's harder for you girls to be selfish? Because I think this is the first, I mean, one of the few times where it is actually healthy for you to be selfish and say, you know what, I need some time, I need to do this and look at it as you know, something that's going to be beneficial for your entire family in the long run. Why do you think it's harder for you girls and your partners? I mean, so Juan is very, he's a very supportive and proactive parent in terms of wanting to make sure everything's fine with Victoria and also take care of me as well. However, yeah, I mean, he gets very frustrated with me all the time in the sense of like, he's like, you don't tell me I'm going to go do this. Or like, he's like, I need you to like go and do things. So as an example, so tonight, one of my best friends was like, I'm stealing you for an entire night and we're going to stay at a hotel and you're going to sleep like, and we're going to like, you know, hang out and whatever, you know, go to the room spa, service, like, but whatever. Dinner. She's like, you need this. And like, I was like, oh, Juan, you know, I'm going to do this. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, this is the word. And he's like, get out, go. He's like, you don't do these things. And I'm like, okay. He's like, it's not my fault. He goes, it's your fault because you don't do it. And you're too, you know, overwhelmed or scared to do it. And like, and I was like chatting about it with my mom and my mom is like, you know, she's trying to be open-minded. She's like, okay que interesante mm-hmm. okay you're gonna spend the whole night yeah okay whatever and she's like well good for you you know if you can do that she's like i could never do that meaning like emotionally psychological like she can't do it right and this is where right. i'm like i have you have mom me. transferred down mom gill when i luckily find my mom to be completely nuts so anything she says to me <laughs> i kind of take with a grain of salt so that i have that transference of mother gill has not rubbed off. I have mom guilt in other ways though, of course, like I haven't spending a night away from Henny. I, we've done it like once. It was hard. It's definitely hard, but sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Cause no, going. no, 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 no. It's a very, it all comes down to, I think as a mom, you know, your personality, the dynamic that you have with your husband. I mean, that same line that you said earlier, where Adam had a whole bunch of meetings that you also, and you're like, well, wait a minute, hold on. Like I also have a lot of meetings that are equally as important. Those things add moments of, uh, you know, a little bit of friction sometimes where I've definitely encountered this. I also feel like my husband's going to kill me when he hears this. We've been working from home since 
March, both of us, we don't have the space to work from home. So I, he would take the bedroom because mm-hmm. he has a team. He's at very important meetings. I'm like, I also have very important meetings. I, no one reports to me, but I am an individual contributor to a very large organization that is kind of important. It's this dynamic where I found myself, especially during the pandemic, halfway through, being so frustrated with him. And he was like, doesn't even notice because I'm in meetings. Then I go to cook. Then I'm doing something else. I'm ordering groceries. I'm making sure whatever. There's so many things I'm doing at the same time. And he's like, I'm going to work. And like, that's it. I mean, we're Mm -hmm. totally sidetracking here. But like, (laughs) these are why things like self-care, when they come to my, when I look at my list, I'm like, I don't even know where to begin, you know? So what do we close Mm -hmm. off, Cindy, if you could give some advice? So they say one of your girlfriends, right? If they were to ask you, listen, I have all these things that are more important. I don't want to miss, you know, these moments with my baby. But maybe they're not understanding how important self-care really is. So what advice would you give your girlfriend or sister Someone who perhaps is not thinking of self-care the way that they should be thinking about it. It sounds so simple, but I guess I kind of brushed on it earlier. Just like stop thinking too much about it, right? It's like do your normal things and then just give yourself an extra boost. However, that translates, whether that's in the shower, whether that's while you're getting ready, whether that's while he's feeding or not feeding, because maybe not everyone can. My baby has been able to feed himself for like a long long time now, which is incredible. So maybe that's where I'm really, really (laughs) lucky. I mean, I've done like tricks that are definitely going to bite me in the ass soon. And I think it's happening already with with trying to get him to sleep through the night. But yeah, wherever you can find a little moment while they're like doing their thing, stretching, getting that little like flow in, you know, it's really just about, I don't know. It's really the idea of just saying, okay, I know the dishes are piling up. I know that this is happening. I know I have so many other things I should be doing, but this right now is just going to make me feel so much better about the fact that I have not now surrendered my entire life to (laughs) this little creature you know what I mean acknowledging that and saying like I need to fight those moments every day and it's you know the dishes can continue piling up I'm really vocal about obviously trying to be better at being vocal I guess as far as like being frustrated but you know I'm very vocal about sharing Mm. the housework you know I'm very like we're collaborative for me I don't feel like I have to constantly be doing a million other things around the house like if I want to focus on Henny, I can focus on Henny. If I need to focus on myself, I need to focus on myself. Like, I don't want to be, like, constantly moving around the house at all times either. That's been, to me, kind of helpful, you know, just saying, like, I'm going to be in the moment. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to do this. And, you know, I'll deal with that later. And it's okay if I don't get to it. And maybe I'll ask. Yeah, and you're definitely a better mom for it afterwards, right? Like, when you have those moments, you just feel better. And even the way I treat Ford, I think after I get a workout or after, you know, I have a great day at work, after, I don't know, something I just feel like in the long term, it's it's for them. They get the benefit of, of you feeling better and just... I did a call with another mommy not too long ago, and she was saying how she... And this is something I haven't dealt with yet because we've been in this like work from home scenario for since he's been born. You two, right, to some degree. And she was saying how I think her kid was like three or something or four now. So, of course, the first couple of years, she was like back in the office right away. And I'm just like, oh, that would kill me. Like, you know, yes, I have help, but I can still see him. I could still change his diaper. I can still do all these things. I don't feel super guilty. So I don't know what that feels like yet. Like that kick in the gut, like leaving them every day. And then maybe them like 
crying, once they start acknowledging that you're not around. Like, I haven't gone through that. I'm sure it's awful. So I haven't experienced that yet. She was like, it's so simple. And she put it like in like very layman's terms, but just like, I don't feel mom guilt because I know I'm setting him up for a life that's better than the one that I had growing up. It's that simple when it comes to self-care, when it comes to going out and making a living, when it comes to anything that feels like it's selfish in the moment, but it's really for the benefit of the family. Sacrificial love. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Cindy, for joining of us. Course. We could talk about this all day. Yes. Um, but thank you. Thank you. And it's important. You know, I think it's that's the, the important message is to just think of it as sacrificial love. Love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Definitely. Thank you so much, so much Cindy. This is really, really great. It was so lovely chatting. Right. Bye. Bye. Well, Cindy was great. That was really helpful for me. And I think... Um, I have a lot of homework to I think do. It's perfect. You have a spa day today. It's perfect. <laughs> I do. Literally. I do. I do. I do. So I'm going to get started on my self-care immediately after recording this Good episode. Student. But yeah, no, I think that gave us a lot of stuff to take away from this. And for me personally, just that self-care can look like a lot of different things and they don't have to be big moments, I right? And I think it's also a reminder to just be kind to yourself. I know. Let's do that. I'm going to just say, Karen, be kind to yourself. Me, myself, and I. Thank you so much again for listening. For more conversations like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with family and friends. We would really appreciate it. For more content from Motherish Moments and to connect with us, go to our Instagram page at Motherish or go to MotherishMoments.com.